Welcome back to Tip Today, the final hour of this morning's Tip Today. We're talking about a lot this morning just to bring you um, some texts that we've been getting in in relation to um, a potential deer call. A listener says, leave the deer alone. Animal populations tend to self-regulate naturally. Unlike humans, of which we have far too many of on the planet, thousands of deer are shot annually in Ireland uh, during licence hunting seasons. Anyhow, so that's another control. Another listener says, can't you cull the deer and give the meat to people to feed the homeless? Uh, In relation to Enoch Burke, then a listener says, Enoch Burke should get a placard and protest outside the school once he keeps moving. Uh, Nothing anyone can do with a peaceful protest. Keep those texts coming in to us 083 311 or 1800-938-007. Now it's that time on a Thursday. Delighted to be joined by Muriel Cuddy, CEO of Morito 8020. Muriel, good morning. Morning, Ali. Uh, What we're going to discuss this, we could get very deep now on this. So just a warning. It's about beauty and the link between beauty, happiness and age. Mm. So a lot of people would say... um, what comes first then? Is it because, are you happy because you're beautiful? Or do you become beautiful because you're happy? Do it's, you know what I mean? Isn't it funny? Because um, when the, when this debate started, so this I suppose has kind of gone on at work all week. So that's why this is, and you know, I want it to be light enough as well because there's yeah. a lot of heavy topics around and I'm listening to you all morning or whatever. So for just somebody listening in, it's I suppose take the, take the lighter side of it. Somebody said to me t- during the week, you don't look your age, you know. And I was like, uh, you don't know what age I am. Like, so you might have an idea what age I am. So they're assuming an age. So they're assuming an age, yeah. yeah. And like, then I got, got me thinking like, well, who says what age 40 is or what way you're supposed to look at 40 or yeah. what way you're supposed to look at 50? Because like 20, 25 and 30 years ago, say the mom haircuts that people talk about and the different, there was a different look. Yeah. And you definitely looked older at 40 and 50. So like, what is your age as in? What age am I supposed to look at my age? I don't know, you know. But arguably, would you have been more comfortable then as a 40-year-old? Maybe looking older, but you didn't have the pressure to be beautiful. Now you're telling people my age. (laughs) It's my age. That's where I was good, I guess. No, I'm only slagging. (laughs) But definitely, like, because, like, in clinic... And I've seen so many people this month, right? And what really drives people, um, say weight is a ma- major issue, right? And weight is a major issue for everyone. So from, say, start at your early 20s, start at late teens, your weight defines you very early on. So if you're playing a lot of sport and you're slim and fit, you have a social network and a social outlet. Possibly go out a lot after games. Friends are there and all the bits and pieces. If you're not that kind of a person and you happen to be overweight or whatever, it kind of puts you down a different path socially, you know? Mm. And that moves on then, say, we're probably at our fittest if you're going to get married or whatever it is, or you're in your late 20s, early 30s, maybe high to your career, you're flying along through your career, you know the importance of being well and you want to be slim and fit and trim for your wedding. You head on then to your late 30s, two, three kids later, uh, can't train as much. Maybe, maybe anyone that was playing sport isn't playing sport anymore. So the weight comes. And with the weight comes all the different changes to the face. And you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, where was such and such a person? Yeah. Where are they gone or whatever? And then you're heading towards your 40s or you're in your 40s, perimenopause or the andropause for any of the men that are listening. And you're looking at yourself and you're actually thinking, I don't look like me anymore. You're getting tireder. Like the energy levels definitely aren't the same. You're holding things away from you because the eyesight isn't the same. Yeah. Smell, taste, all the different bits and pieces. And this just goes on and on and on and on. So, and I'm finding this in clinic. People are really bothered by how they age. And it's affecting them as in, does it affect your attractiveness and does it affect the happiness, which is where we came from with this. 
definitely the people that come through that are happier definitely look younger. You feel younger and the body is younger. So somebody that's attractive and looks sad, they look older, you know, and and they don't have the same glow or whatever about them. But somebody that looks that's happier, they might have the bit of weight and all, all that kind of thing on. They definitely look younger. And you want to be with people that are attractive and that are happy. That's a given. So even though we say social media is driving a lot of this for younger people, I don't know if it's social media that's even driving it. I think it was always there. And I think it's, well, I think it's still there. I think it's like, even for our age, age profile, from what I see when I have somebody sitting in a chair across from me, they're so upset that their clothes don't fit or, you know, when they look in the mirror that their face doesn't look the same. Um, So, yeah, is social media driving it or is it just innate that it's in it as humans? Is weight the core of it? Do people decide their own attractiveness based on their weight? That's a massive issue. Now, that's a massive issue. The 70% of people that come through, it's aesthetic. The weight side is aesthetic. Yes, they worry about the health side. When I talk about, listen, we need to do blood markers and I need to see where you're at. And we talk about different things like iron levels and cholesterols and what's happening behind the scenes in relation to your diet and where is the weight coming from? Is it overeating or is it because your diet is wrong and other aspects? And, And people take all of that in, they listen. But at the end of the day, there is no point in me talking to anyone unless they lose weight. Because that's one of the real reasons that they're with me. They want to lose weight. They might have a wedding. It might be just that their clothes are not fitting and they don't want to get up to get dressed in the morning. And that's nearly every age, Ali, which is scary. You know, you can look at the face and you can say, like the changes to the face, you know, your lips thin, your cheeks sag. People will be listening to this. Isn't that very scary when it first happens? Because I'm at that stage now where the body's starting to age and I think, oh, my God. Yeah. When did this happen? Well, you have to work harder. Like yeah. your eyelids sin. These are things that people don't, we don't think about. And one day we look in the mirror and we're like, oh my God, you know, your nose even falls in a little. Really? Yes. Yeah. Or your nose can tip down. The tip of the nose can actually tilt down. And the double chin like that we get when we're 40, like that comes from literally your face falling downwards so if you don't collapsing. have weight. <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. Is that why but, then some people look younger when they have weight on? As, and then when they lose it, they look a bit older. Absolutely. Because right. weight does plump everything out. And, you know, sometimes when you're those few pounds heavier, you're happier. Yeah. It doesn't correlate just because you lose weight and you become slim and your jeans are fitting all of a shot that life is going to change like in the in the for the better or whatever. Yeah. Some people are happier, heavier. You know, yeah. you're, you're you're you've you've more energy, you feel better, you're eating more, you know, so there has to be a happy medium. There definitely has to be. And I say that to people like if somebody said to me, I need to lose three stone, I would say to them, well, maybe you don't. Maybe you just need to lose a stone and a half. And maybe that's your happy place and your metabolism mm. will function really well and you look really well. Because yeah. that's a big thing, you know. But I think we're more aware now of what's there, say in comparison to 30 years ago, of how to look after ourselves yeah. and what we can do. Say like somebody comes in and sits and talks to me about weight loss. I don't know, would they have done that 30 years ago? Like we know the importance of good skincare, like using retinols, using vitamin C, that kind of thing. And even the aesthetic side that we're doing, we know what's there. It's available to us if we want it. And if somebody looks really well, I don't think there's anybody really out there now that doesn't look at somebody and think, has she worked on? If she looks too good for her age or whatever, yeah. or they're looking at telly. Remember we used to talk with Sharon, Sharon Osborne years ago when she was on, um, what was that? One of the Vice or one of those? She was on X Factor. X Factor, that's right. She looked phenomenal. She really looked great. But then there was times that she actually looked too great. And you're looking at her and you're thinking, my God, what age is she? And you're Googling her age, like thinking she's 60 or 65 and she could have been 70. Yeah. But she looked about 50, you know. So like we're all very aware of what's there now to make ourselves look better. 
But does attractiveness equal happiness? And that's what the do you do with somebody who maybe comes into you and says, I just don't feel beautiful. I want to feel beautiful. And you do what whatever procedures or whatever you do and they still don't feel beautiful. How do you know if it's just something in them that it's a confidence issue? They'll never feel beautiful no matter what you do. Um, I think it's really important in the world that we're in that we manage expectations. That's number one. So you can never turn like unless you're going to go for full plastic surgery and you're going to change somebody completely and even at that when you change somebody aesthetically that much is that going to change what's inside no it's definitely not without the psychology and all of that delved into so why aren't they where's it come from has it come from like when they were very little has somebody said something along the way you know so where and what is their perception of beauty because yeah. like there's a lot of different when some people come into us and they sit with us you've got to do a consultation for a full hour you have to chat to the doctor if it's on the aesthetic side because he has to talk you through the, the contours of your face, the anatomy of the face and what he feels he can actually do and how you're going to look after. You know, there's no change in anybody 100%. As in, say like the nose, I was talking about falling. Mm-hmm. You can do non-surgical rhinoplasty. So you can actually inject under the nose and you can lift it a little. The results are phenomenal. It's a tiny tweak. You'd never know somebody has had it done. But something as simple as that can make somebody skip down the stairs. Yeah. The same with the chin, the jawline can recess. And you can actually bring that out so you can actually balance the face. Small things like that can change people's, literally, their world. Yeah. You know, and it's something they've been looking at all their lives. But it's like I said, Ali, it's managing expectations. We will never change somebody that they're not, they're not recognisable. Yeah. It's just, what would you say, looking refreshed. So it's like somebody losing a half stone. That's literally that you just feel that little bit better and you skip back down the stairs feeling. Do you ever have someone, I don't know anybody in my life who will look in a mirror and say, oh my God, I'm beautiful. It's just not in our nature as Irish people to do that. I'm laughing here because yes, there is one girl in our world that says (laughs) I'm beautiful. You know what I'm talking about. She's not listening today. She's actually screening. She's very busy. But um, she's actually British. Her background is British or whatever. You see, uh, yeah. an Irish woman would yeah. say that. And you know she's fantastic. Because if any of us say, you know, if we're on any kind of a downer or we feel we don't look well or if I said something like, oh my God, my hair's whatever or I'm totally whatever today, she'll say straight away, flip that, seriously. I'm not having you talking about yourself like that. And that's the way we should be with our kids. Yeah. Because they are all lovely and they're all different. And I keep saying it, like a greyhound is not like a Labrador, like a, like a terrier or a Shetland pony isn't like a racehorse. Yeah. It's genetic. So much of it is genetic. So like you can't beat genes. You can actually help. And all the help is there like to tweak and make yourself look and feel your best. You reminded me of a saying we have out in Skaheen now, Muriel. You can't be breeding. No, you can't. That's literally, <laughs> and you can't, you know. I think down the road, Ali, people are going to pick their partners. So that they're Do actually... You think? Oh, that's definitely going to happen. Oh, that's We've had frightening, Muriel. so many conversations about this because you know the way the world is changing. Yeah. Absolutely. People are going to pick them for intellect, uh, for looks, for skin type, oh, for no. hair. Oh, they're definitely going to pick their partner just to have the perfect child because you know people that like talk about the different socioeconomic backgrounds and everything. Yeah. Like people that are very well off, I'm talking about the uber rich or whatever, they have one child and they only want the one perfect child. People like me with four children, like that's definitely, that's not going to happen. You're hedging your bets. That'll just tell you, yeah, we're, we're my socioeconomic. Do you really think but, um, we're going down that road? Oh, definitely. De- and if you, so it's like biological, genetic um, predisposition or, or yeah, options or whatever. You can yeah. actually, um, the girls are actually able to put it, and this is, I suppose, the younger ones, come, that, that, you know, say the younger ones in my world, like daughters and friends and all the bits and pieces. They can put together pictures. They've put together pictures even, say, of me and one of the other girls, um, in the clinic so she's black I'm white 
she's got Afro hair, I've got blonde hair, but they've matched us. They've called us Sherry, so they put the two names together and they've sent it to us on Instagram. We're looking at it thinking, oh my God, that is, that's a lovely child. Yeah. You know, so this can be done and they're doing it already behind the scenes, the younger but you generation. you could have two beautiful people and that child might inherit all of their worst traits. That's so right. So you're not right. guaranteed a beautiful child. No, but you see, what you're talking about is, you're talking about one person that has whatever they have themselves and they pick the person then that doesn't have the attributes that, you know, that they have, but has the attributes that they want. Right. So you could have a beautiful woman and she wants a man that's really intelligent and maybe he's dark skinned or whatever. Yeah. So she wants to bring those elements to. Now, will it work out? Oh, that's very I don't sad. know. Where does love go? Where's the romantic side? I don't know. But that's definitely down the line. Yeah, oh. it's attractiveness is perceived as being like you know, so many different things in the positive. That makes me a bit sad, though. Mm. Are, are we judging people by how they look and their beauty? Do you know, I think we judge ourselves. Yeah. I think before even judging people, I think, like, you're not judgmental. Uh, and, like, I'm not judgmental. And in the world I w- I mean, I couldn't be in it if I was, you know. But I think we judge ourselves. I think we're really hard on ourselves. And I think that just translates out to everything else, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and down the line or whatever. So it's not just the younger kids. Like I said, I'm actually finding as we get older, we're even getting harder on ourselves. That perimenopause, menopause age just seems to be, for women, that seems to be the hardest age mm. because everything, yes, is going in the wrong direction and the mind is just not not there, literally, as in the anxiety and stress. And I'm finding for men, the toughest age seems to be from about 37 to 45. Really? Well, that's the age that the sport stops if they're playing sport. That's the age that the social life kind of is pulled back a little that they don't get to do the same things they were doing. So now all of a shot, they're married, they have kids. So they have to try or they're trying to be the perfect father and they have to get take up the sports, whatever, with the kids and all that kind yeah. of thing. And their own bodies are starting to slow down a little. So when you had a fellow able to do 20 laps of the field and now he's to run across the field to one of his one of his kids and he's puffing by the time he gets yeah. to the far side. And I don't mean that to be funny. I'm actually finding that is an issue for people. And as the weight goes on and they're looking in the mirror and stuff. So for men, it's about 38 to 45. And for women, it's just getting that little bit older from about 45, I think, to 52 or so. So it's a pity we don't all do it at the same time, isn't it? Is, it? And isn't it funny how confidence makes someone beautiful then as well? Yes. I always find when I'm in the gym and I probably observe people a bit too much, but it's, you know, the, the women you would consider to be the most beautiful or have the best figures, they're always the most self-conscious. Yes. And it's the women who are bigger, maybe. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care, yeah. And they're so confident and that's so beautiful. And that comes from younger. That definitely comes. That's that. Some of it's innate, but a lot of it comes from home. And, you know, it's the same. Like, I, I used to say this when I was doing a lot of work in schools to kids. Like, the more confident you are, the more you, the, 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 the more, the, what would you say, the allure. So say for uh, the opposite sex or whatever, if a man sees a woman walking confidently, head held high, and she's assured, and she's assured, sure of herself, well, he's definitely going to look at her before he look at the two beautiful women coming behind. Yeah. And it's the same the other way around for a woman if you see a man that's really confident and whatever and carries himself really well yeah. well that literally that's the, 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 the attractiveness of it isn't it yeah. it's all about the vibes Muriel yeah, it's all it about is. the vibes we need to get them don't we anyone who's looking to contact you how can they do that yes so it's 0526148881 great thanks Muriel Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie